Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you're well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider in that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. Let's crack on with today's first story. Now, I was sent this one and said, oh, you might be interested in this story. And I saw the title straight away, and I got to give you a warning. It is incredibly, it's just, it's just so, so sad, this story. You'll see it from the title, but it does contain talk of domestic violence, child death, alcoholism, attempted suicide, and overdose as well. So absolutely feel free to skip this story if you want to. Timestamps are always down in the description and along the timeline below. Thank you. This one is from a deleted user from the Off My Chest subreddit. It does come with an update and it's titled, My husband poured our daughter's ashes into the toilet and threw her urn at me. I'm posting this on a throwaway as my main account is very identifying and I just need to vent. I'm feeling sad, alone and terrified. My head hurts, my heart hurts. I feel so alone and I don't know where to turn to. I'd spend the night in my car last night. I couldn't sleep through crying, trying to stay warm enough and thinking that somebody was going to suddenly appear at the windows. I've been trying to find a place to park up so I can try to sleep today and I found a place but... I can't rest. I feel so empty and scared. I don't want to go into much detail here, but our daughter passed away very suddenly last year. My husband and I both got help and have tried to work through it together, but his drinking has been getting more and more out of control. He got to a point where he started trying to hide it, but it was making his behavior worse. I had a breakdown two months after our daughter passed and I hadn't been working since. I had quite a bit put away in savings and some money I inherited. So I was using that to contribute at home while I've tried to get myself back in better health. In January, my husband started on his sobriety journey, but his business started to suffer. There were some difficulties through the lockdowns and we both worked hard to make sure the business made it through. He took out a loan earlier this year and I gave him the rest of my savings and started back at work. Things were going well with the business and as well as they could have been for us until he relapsed last month and was hiding it from me. I lost my job two weeks ago and I've been looking for work since. It's been stressful, but nothing we couldn't have managed. Yesterday, I got home and my husband was already home and was very drunk. It was a very loud and out of control kind of state he was in and he was slamming around the house, saying he was looking for something. I couldn't get much sense out of him and he was really irate. I didn't really know what to do. When I tried to ask if he was okay, he got in my face and was quite aggressive with me. He randomly started to throw accusations at me, accusing me of all kind of things that I have no idea where any of it came from. I was scared at that point and didn't want to be in the house with him. I hadn't seen him that angry before and I think it was a build-up of grief that had come spilling out. But I felt scared. I put my shoes and coat on and I told him I was going to head out for a while. That's when he snapped and accused me of trying to leave him. 
It all happened very suddenly, but he charged at me and got a hold of my arm and threw me on the floor and pulled me down the hallway. At some point of him drunkenly shouting about him not letting me leave. He suddenly stopped and told me he was going to give me a reason to hate him so much. He stormed off into the front room, took the urn with our daughter in and headed to the downstairs toilet. I got up and tried to stop him from doing whatever he was able to do. When he went towards the toilet, I was trying to stop him and was pleading with him not to. He shoved me quite hard and I fell. He poured all of the ashes into the toilet and threw an urn at me, hitting my leg. He then started yelling at me to get out before he killed me. I was shaking. I felt like I was frozen, but I managed to get up and run to the front door. I took my keys in my handbag and drove off. I have no idea where to go, so parked up in a quiet area and just cried. I've done practically nothing but cry since. I have no family around and no friends that I can turn to who are close by. I was sick earlier on, but I've managed to keep some water down. I thankfully keep a supply of it in the car. I don't know what to do. I switched my phone off all night in case he tried to contact me. I didn't want to hear it from him. He's tried to call me today, but I can't be around him while he is drinking again. I can't let him keep taking his anger out on me like this. I feel like it's all my fault. Everything. I just needed to vent. I'm exhausted of feeling like this. Now, obviously, we have an update on this, which is from two months later. So whatever's happened is happened at the moment. My first thought while I was reading this when he's like threatening to kill you and stuff like that is, is to contact the police and then get in contact with some family and friends. I know you said they're not close by, but, you know, getting out of there once you've rested and, and staying with them because it sounds like you need a support system around you right now. And for me, there's no coming back from what that guy did in this story. I know he's not well, but fuck. That is just... Just trying to think what a absolute scary and sad and situation this all is for you. And I'm just incredibly sorry that you have gone and you're going through this as well. Someone also suggests to OP to go to the police. And OP says, without trying to sound dismissive, I don't think the police will really care. They aren't responding to a lot more serious crimes. I have no proof of his threats to kill. It'd be my word against his on what happened last night, and I'm worried if they go speak to him that he will destroy any of the things that are in the house out of spite. I've never felt so alone and unsure of what to do. Someone suggests about the family and trusted friends to help you get your stuff out of the house, and OP says, I don't have anybody around I can turn to for help, or a place I could take her belongings if I was to get them. I will figure something out over the weekend and then I can always ask the police for assistance and safety getting our belongings. I've got a gift card for a coffee place and it's open until 10pm so I'll be able to charge my phone, power bank and have somewhere safe to do some googling and any calls that I need to do today. I'm unsure I'll be able to sort something out. And people are like, what about your family? And OP says it's a long story but to shorten it as much as possible. I grew up in the care system. It was chaotic and... I was moved around so much that I didn't even form a family of my own. I struggled to form any friendships. I met my husband while we were both young and it's pretty much just been us and the odd connection and brief friendship over the years. Any other friends are couples and I don't feel like I can reach out to them about this. I'm going to search on where I can contact for some help. I know a lot of places go on referrals. I had my brother but he passed away five years ago. He wasn't married, had no children, left everything to me. He left me alone in the world in terms of family. Opie responds to a comment that's telling her to take pictures of the bruising and stuff like that. Opie says, somebody messaged me and told me to take photos while the bruises are fresh. 
He's really hurt my arm and leg. My face is bruised on one side. I know once he sobers up, he will be horrified at what he has done. If what he did with our daughter's ashes doesn't shock him into getting himself help, I don't know what will. I worry that it will just make him continue in a bad cycle. I know he will be upset at knowing what he has done to me. He's so gentle when he's sober. I can't be there for him again if he decides he wants to get help. Not after what he has done. I'm devastated. I can't bring her back and I can't undo what he did on Thursday. I feel like I failed her twice. I'm sorry you're having to face life without your dad. There is no preparing for death and grief. No matter how natural any of this is meant to be, it's really hard. I found keeping busy really helped too. We both went through some intense therapy separately and together. He joined a support group for grieving dads and it really helped him in a lot of ways. There was still clearly a lot of pain that he was struggling with. That's when he was turning to alcohol. I joined a support group for grieving mums and everybody was lovely but I found the sadness to be too heavy. Even in the lighter conversations and activities, there was a heaviness in the air. I found yoga, meditation and some peaceful walks to be really helpful. I found a quiet spot where it was just me and the nature around me. I was alone with my thoughts and could let it all out and cry. Or I would just listen to everything around me and find some peace. We did a lot of walks together and I know it helped him to be able to let out some of his emotions. Away from home and just away from things. He started to get more help when he went sober. I just wish he had stuck with it. I know addiction is complex and people relapse and withdraw from support. But I've tried to be there for him. But I can't do it again. Not after what he did on Thursday. It can't be undone. I hope he gets the help he needs. I know I'm hoping to have to start seeing somebody again. I don't even know for the process what has happened. So around two months later, Opie updated their post and says, I'm not sure if I'm breaking any rules by posting an update. Thank you to everybody who reached out to me and commented on my original post. I didn't mean to leave any of you worrying. I deleted everything not long after taking an overdose. I planned on trying again as soon as I got out of hospital. I'm still here though. I was feeling extremely overwhelmed. I wanted to let you all know that I'm safe and I didn't go back. I can't get into everything that has gone on with my husband as the police have been involved and some of it is ongoing. I can say that he was playing games and acted calm and collected with them at first, trying to make out that he hadn't done anything wrong and that it was me with the problem. It told him that I was welcome at home anytime. A couple of things happened and after I received some very threatening voice messages and texts from him, he reported my phone as stolen and had cut me off. He was trying to make me go home and have nowhere else to turn to. After some interventions and run-ins with the police, he offered to leave the house for a couple of days a few weeks ago. I was to go there with some help, allowing me to get my belongings and our daughter's things. Nobody asked him to leave. He offered. I arrived there along with some help to find that he had destroyed all of my things. When I say all of my things, I mean everything that I owned and that was in the house. I can't even imagine how long it must have taken him. He sliced my shoes and had gone over some of them in black marker. The same with my handbags. He cut up my clothes. All the products were all over the bathroom, which he had smashed up. There were items of my clothes in the bath and he had poured bleach all over them, as well as my cosmetics all destroyed and mixed in. He'd smashed up and broken my other belongings. He'd trashed the house, including our daughter's room. The only things I couldn't find were some of her things he had taken with him. I don't really remember much of being in the house. I suppose I kind of went numb once I realized what he had done with our daughter's room. The photos of it all are awful. His claim he doesn't remember doing any of it. He then put it down to a drunken rage. 
After doing it, he went straight over to his parents, knowing what was coming, and pleaded with them for help. They arranged for him to get some private help. I mentioned in my post about his issues with alcohol. After our daughter passed away, we both got help, together and separately. His drinking got out of control and to a point where he was trying to hide it, which made him even worse. I know he has been hurting, but it got to a point where it was almost impossible to have a reasonable conversation with him. After talking through things with various professionals, I realized now too, there was a lot of control going on, financial and emotional, and no matter how much he was hurting, I know it doesn't excuse his behavior. However much I have felt for him and wanted him to get all the help he needs, I can't see past what he did with our daughter's ashes. I felt like I lost her all over again, and I felt like I had somehow failed her again. His parents did reach out and promised they would get back the things of our daughters that he took. I haven't heard from them since. I'm sure it isn't easy for them. I've been getting some help and I'm on a waiting list for some more therapy. I also start a new job on Tuesday. I'm currently sitting here on the floor of my new place typing this out. I picked up the keys yesterday. My tenancy officially begins on Monday. It isn't much to look at and I'm starting all over again, but for the first time in weeks, I feel like I can finally breathe a little. It's a bit overwhelming to have some space of my own again, but for the first time in what feels like a long time, I feel like I can almost relax. I have a new bed donated to me and it will arrive on Monday. My key worker has applied for a cooker for me via a white goods scheme with one of my utility providers. I don't have any hot water or heating until my gas is uncapped on Monday, but I do have some electricity. I've got some books to read and just this morning I picked up a bag mostly of canned food from the food bank. It took a lot to be able to face going, but it's enough to last me for the next few days and it doesn't need to be heated. I might not have what I had, but I'm not where I was. I'm not sure where things will go from here. It felt like I had died along with my daughter, yet my body was still there and going through life. I want to believe I can do something in her memory, even if that something is making it through each day. I'm safe, and I'm trying to be. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, bet you get 20, 20, 20, bet you get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Well, oh boy, that is um incredibly heartbreaking to have seen what Opie has seen, to have gone through what they've gone through and then having to deal with everything in the update as well, having all their stuff destroyed. Just want to reach in and give Opie a hug. I'm incredibly glad that Opie is out of that situation, obviously, and that they are safe. And I really do hope that they continue to be safe and lean on support systems around them. I can't imagine having to like start all over again and with everything that's gone on and dealing with the grief and, you know, the trauma that they've gone through. Opie talks about a bit after everything was destroyed and says 
One thing I can remember very clearly was a police officer telling me to take a good look around at everything and to remember that everything that was destroyed. He's going to do that to me if I stayed with him and to never go back. His drunken bursts of anger would come from nowhere, like on that night I had to leave. I would tell myself that it must have been something I had done, but he would look for anything to get angry over and if there was nothing, he would start throwing accusations at me, making something up. It's scary how somebody can switch like that. There isn't always something that has happened to have started it, like some people think. It's one of the reasons I didn't immediately go to the police, because I didn't think they would believe that it had just all come out of nowhere, his bursts of anger. I know the cause of his pain and why he was drinking, but the outbursts were random. Someone says please tell me he was arrested. Opie says he was. There's a lot going on with it all. Photos have been taken and everything that could have been documented has been. The police are dealing with him. I'm also getting help and I'm getting him served with an injunction, as well as some legal advice for divorce. Someone questions whether his parents have reached out for what the son did and Opie says they reached out through the police who passed the message on to my support worker. They wanted to let me know they are sorry and that they will get my daughter's items to me that he took with him. Nothing more than that as far as I know. They are good people. They just never really had a lot to do with me because they didn't really approve of us getting together. He's a bit older than me and they wanted him to marry somebody his own age. They let it get in the way of any kind of relationship with me. I'm sure they are horrified by what has happened though and probably don't know what else to say. Opie gives some more information on support groups and moving forward. Opie says, I'm trying to work on being around others again. I was going to a support group for grieving mothers. The group itself is such a lovely group and a really great idea, but it just felt too heavy for me. Even when the activities are not really any talking, the pain was there in each person's face. I started to find some peace in going out on walks and making small talk on them. But mostly I found peace in finding places on the walks where I could just be listening to the nature and the world around me and watching everything. I sometimes feel her close by when I'm out. I look at all the different colors and look out for all the different animals I see. And I know that's what she would have been doing. It brings me some comfort. Thank you for your words. I hope one day I can feel more peace when I think of her. I keep trying to think about how happy she was and trying to take some of that on. She was always smiling and laughing, even in her last hours. I know we can't have the innocence that they have, but I try to take on some of her happy outlook on life. She had a smile for everybody and was full of love. I feel dead inside and it's really hard to try and channel some of that energy she had. I know this isn't how she would want me to feel, but as you said, it's an ongoing process. And obviously I can't speak for OP. We're different people. We've gone through different situations. We've got different lives. And I'm not sure if grief ever does easier i think i've accepted it more as time has gone on and maybe that has made it a little bit easier to the point i think about past loved ones and it brings me comfort these days and sometimes pain as well don't get me wrong i don't think that's ever going to go away because it's always sad to miss them right i truly hope that one day opie gets to a point in life where she can channel the energy that her daughter had like she said where she can think of her daughter and it brings her comfort i truly wish you all the best opie much love to you I truly hope that you heal with time. But now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Let us know your thoughts down in the comments below and let's move on to another story. Now, our next story is just from the MI the Arsehole subreddit. It doesn't have an update with it. It's from Throwaway Flora Fauna who says, Am I the Arsehole for not letting my mother-in-law and father-in-law 
help me with a baby after their reaction to me being injured. I, 21 female, have a seven-month-old son with my boyfriend. My family lives abroad and are coming over to stay and help at Christmas time. For now, my mother-in-law and father-in-law, 60s Deborah and Bob, are helping me with household stuff and the baby. So far, we haven't had any real issues and they've been a massive help. About three weeks ago, I fell down the stairs. I wasn't holding the baby and the baby was safe. However, instead of helping me, Deborah and Bob both jumped to comfort the baby who was crying and left me at the bottom of the stairs. My legs were fine, but I was wobbly because of shock and asked one of them to help me up. After nearly 10 whole minutes of being ignored, I managed to stand up on my own and hobble through to the living room. I sit down and Deborah says, What happened to you? Are you okay? I'll admit I saw red. I just said, I fell down the stairs. Didn't you hear me calling for help? Deborah's eyes widened and she said she was too busy fussing over the baby. After an hour, my arm was swelling up and I was taken to the hospital. Luckily, it was nothing serious and recovery time would be quick. After my boyfriend got home and his parents left, I told him I no longer want their help after today's events. I can manage on my own, even though it'd be hard. He was taken aback and said they'd done a lot for us. I said I appreciated it all, but they ignored me crying and calling them for 10 minutes after I fell down the stairs. They don't care about me, only the baby, and I was embarrassed I didn't see it sooner. He called his parents to let them know we won't need their help anymore, and his dad said, Is it about today? We really didn't hear her. My boyfriend just told them they're invited to Sunday roast this week and that's all. I could tell he was not happy about my decision, but he said he went along with it because I'm the mother. Fast forward to Sunday, and my brother-in-law and sister-in-law are guests as well. Sister-in-law has a three-year-old and is totally on my side, but brother-in-law is not. He told me to be grateful for his parents' support, as they are significantly more well-off than my parents are, and paid for many newborn and infant expenses, and plan to pay for many more as the baby grows. Since then, Deborah keeps calling, asking if we need any help, and says she feels awful not seeing the both of you, and that she misses the baby. Am I the arsehole for not wanting them helping me in my day-to-day -day life? Edit. Was the baby crying loudly enough that there is a possibility they didn't hear you? Opie says no way. The baby stopped crying after 10 seconds and the stairs are like 2 meters from the living room. There is absolutely zero way they couldn't have heard me. 1. I screamed as I fell. 2. The general noise of someone falling including books falling and wall plates breaking. 3. Me crying and shouting for help. I fell at the top of the stairs and fell all the way down. This wasn't a misstep and a bum shuffled down that hurt my pelvic bone. I fully fell down the stairs and cracked the banister. No way they didn't hear. The baby also started crying after the initial smack after I hit the ground. Now, you know, I always try to look at other ways around it. it was there some reason they didn't hear everything? You know, hard of hearing, maybe the baby was so loud, but then OP came in with the edit and said there's absolutely zero way they couldn't have heard me. And I just think, well, they're willing to allow someone to lie at the bottom of the stairs who's who could have potentially seriously hurt themselves, scream and cry. So why would you want them looking after your baby? Double dragons all down says, what strange behavior on their part? Info, have there been signs that they hate you or are deranged? Opie says, there have been instances where they've forgotten what I've asked them. For example, I asked Bob, father-in-law for some cans of soup, pasta, etc. 
just so long as he didn't get this one brand of mac and cheese as it makes me gag. And he returned with the mac and cheese. It even said on the list, no mac and cheese, I will throw up. And a lot of comments below that one were just basically saying that they hate you, OP. Which I can't see anything else at the same time either. I mean, he went and got this mac and cheese that was on the list. You know, they're just going against their wishes. They're willing to let her cry on the bottom of the stairs, even though OP said they definitely heard her. Imagine hearing someone falling down the stairs, crying at the bottom of the stairs and not going to help them. That's scary. But what do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. Just a huge thank you for joining me today, getting involved in the stories, your love, your support, your time always means the absolute world to me. So thank you so much for joining us. And hopefully I will see you in the next one. Take care and much love. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.